What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another episode of Texas Sports Unfiltered, where we bring you the best in Longhorn conversation without any of the filter. I am BK Brad Kellner, and joined today once again by the great Kevin Dunn, who had so much fun in his debut on the channel yesterday that he decided he wanted a round two. What's going on, brother? I'm doing great, man. Uh, so what's up with Bucky? Is Bucky alive? Is he like, is Bucky in Pennsylvania? Where is he at? Bucky is now back in Austin. Okay. But he had to spend multiple nights at the Atlanta airport because he had major travel issues. Trying to get back from Pennsylvania where he was there for his 50th year or 50 year high school reunion. And I guess he had a layover in Atlanta and they had major weather issues and then he boarded a plane in Atlanta thinking he was ready to go back to Austin but then the plane had issues so they had to deplane and then he ended up basically spending like more than 36 hours at the Atlanta airport before he finally was able to get on a flight and make it back to Austin so we have confirmed that the buck is alive he should be good to go on the channel tomorrow but uh, we appreciate you filling in once again my man yeah, no, I mean, I, I had a blast yesterday. It was a lot of fun. So let's uh, let's do it again. Absolutely. Make sure y'all follow Kevin on Twitter at KevinDunn01. And make sure if you haven't subscribed to this channel already, you do just that. We appreciate the love and support. So plenty to get into on this hour here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. And let's start with some Texas football conversation, KD. And you and I were talking before we got on the air today. There's a player on the Texas defense that you think maybe not enough people are talking about that could be a huge X factor to the Longhorn success in 2023. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to his Arkansas days, Jalen Catalan, like this guy was a big time safety, um, a, a very big time safety. So if he can stay healthy, I think the shoulder has been an issue for him, but uh, he could be an X factor for this whole defense. And I'm always looking at the secondary you know, Texas has had issues with their secondary for, what, 10 years, it feels like, you know? Oh. But um, he'd be the type of guy who could probably come in, and if he can stay healthy, I think he could be a linchpin for this whole defense. Yeah, I know everyone's tired of DBU conversations, but it would be nice for Texas to get back into that conversation because, yeah, for a while you could claim that Texas was doing a better job producing defensive backs than just about any other team in the country like you said, over the last 10, 12 years, they're not even close to that. So yeah. Jalen Catalan, he's that type of talent, KD. I mean, this guy was freshman All-American. Yeah, overrated. But he was an All-SEC player. Like, to be an All-Conference yeah. player in the best conference in the sport, that tells you that he's got a little bit of juice. And if he could stay healthy, he should provide a big impact for this D. Yeah, and we always laugh at the freshman All-American deal because there's only, like, 35 guys to choose from. So, you know, <laughs> I think you were a freshman All-American. Um, but, uh, I missed it somehow, but you were, but he also, I mean, if you just eyeball test, I mean, this guy could really, really play. I mean, he was all over the place, really good with, um, with run defense. I mean, this guy can really hit and it's just about the shoulder. If he can stay healthy, he could be huge for them. Yep. He definitely can hit. He can also tackle too, right? I feel yeah. like Texas has had dudes who can hit, but they don't wrap up and actually bring guys to the ground. Uh, yep. Jalen Catalan has proven the ability to do that. So, yeah, you think about the rest of the secondary, man. Like, there are some question marks for sure. You're having to replace a couple of guys who were stalwarts back there for a few years. But it should be a group that's pretty good. I mean, Ryan Watts, the Ohio State transfer, came in and did yep. some really good things a season ago. 
Jaron Thompson up and down a little bit, but a solid player who you'd like to think could take another step this year. Uh, Jade Barron is there, Keaton Crawford, Terrence Brooks. I mean, you've got some names. Obviously, these guys are highly touted recruits, but if you're able to get a guy like Jalen Catalan back there with the experience and the talent that he has, that would help a ton because you've got some good talent, but a lot of unproven commodities on the back end of that Texas defense. I want to ask you, where where are you with Pete Quick, uh, Quickowski right now? Like, I mean, going into year number three, obviously kind of a rocky start. Like, we saw what he did at Washington back, and this guy was a damn good coordinator. Coordinator, are, are you more optimistic and feeling better about him going into this year? I am. Yeah, I think it's uh, hard not to be after what Texas did defensively last year. Now, obviously, you had the Gary Patterson element a season yep. ago, and it doesn't seem like Gary Patterson's going to be a part of this coaching staff uh, this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, this defense was a touchdown better in terms of points per game allowed in 2022 than it was in 2021. And I, I will say, I appreciate the progression because it feels like Katie, the last three or four defensive coordinators that Texas filtered through like year one was really good. And you're like, okay, like we've got something special here. And then year two, they took a step back. And then year three, it was like, oh shit, we got to fire this guy. Like yeah. that, that happened a lot. So Look, I didn't love year one. I'm not going to sit here and try to argue that that was good, but it is good that Texas got better in year two versus the other way around, which has kind of been the trend around here. So, yeah, I mean, some tough guys to replace, of course, but no, I feel I feel good with what he did at Washington and with what I saw last year. I, uh, I, I think he's on pretty stable ground right now. What about you? Yeah, I mean, you kind of brought it up, though. Like, I, I'm always – I'm curious, like, how much Gary Patterson had to do with what was going on last year. I mean, Kwiatkowski's good DC. We've known that forever. So give him some time. And But this is a big year. It's a big year for a lot of people, but certainly Kwiatkowski. Yeah, you're getting some love already from the folks on the comments. Keep Aaron, those comments coming. We've got uh, KD gone wild. Any uh, any fashion rants or old Austin rants for the people today, KD? Oh, I'm sure they're going to be there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, fashion-wise, I'm rocking my glasses, so. I noticed yesterday as I'm like squinting in, I'm like, all right, dude, just put, put your readers on. All right. Yep. You've had to accept that at this point in your life, huh? I have. And it actually hadn't been that bad. I mean, in terms of, I, I thought it was going to be a huge pain in the ass, like, you know, bring them everywhere. I mean, I do have, I've got way too many of these. So I do have like stuff like this going on. Uh... I buy the cheap ones at Walgreens. And so <laughs> I don't like, how did that happen? I mean, I'll end up sitting on them, you know, like mm -hmm. on the couch or whatever. I mean, I've I've bought like, and they're only like eleven bucks, but I've bought probably ten of these now. I should just go get nice new glasses, pretty much. Well, you're probably gonna sit on those though, and then you're gonna have to pay for exactly. It's uh -huh. much easier to sit on eleven dollars and sitting on like eighty dollars. Yeah, my people appreciate that type of uh, savvy financial decision. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. How about this stat from our guy CB? If Kwiatkowski makes it to 2024, he'll be the longest tenure defensive coordinator since Bull Reese from 98 to 03. Whoa, CB, that is huge. Dude, that is terrible. Oh, my God. God, it's Bull like, Reese, man. Cover two, man. Let's go. Yeah, it's not like people were leaving under their own power, too, and getting head coaching jobs all across the country. Like no. most of these, most of these dudes were getting put to the streets because they couldn't do shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going through it, Manny Diaz. Oh my God. Bull Reese. 
that that's a good stat cd man that that's why you're you yep 98 to 03 the last time texas has had a defensive coordinator with the program for anything more than four years which is just absolutely bonkers so, now, they had some good ones during that time because Will Muschamp, yeah. when you go through it, uh, Gene Chizik, they had good DCs, but they were they were out, you know, on their yep. own. Yeah, yeah, there were a couple. Good call. There were a couple that uh, that did leave to go take head coaching jobs. But obviously, since those guys, it's been dudes who have uh, just been getting fired because they haven't been good enough to get the job done here at Texas. So, uh, real real quick, back to this defense. I mean, where are you at in terms of, strengths of the defense right is the d-line the strength the linebackers the secondary like what gives you the most optimism that hey pete kwiatkowski is going to have another pretty good year with his defense and he is going to stick around for at least one more season in austin i don't know what the strength is i was thinking about that i mean jalen ford's a hell of a linebacker you know i'm not sure you got david benda i mean how deep the linebackers will be um I do have some question marks about the defensive line. I mean, I like Tavondre Sweat. I, I I was the biggest Ethan Burke fan in the world, as you know. Um, you know, talking about him all the time with what him and Vosick were doing at Westlake. But I um I would say the strength is is probably the secondary, funny enough. Mm. Like, I mean, you know, it, it, you just listed off a bunch of guys. Their secondary should be the the strength of this defense and they've got a lot of guys they've got different parts too that can play around with which i like yeah they definitely have some depth there and the d line like they've got issues on the outside i think the interior of the defensive line is really good tamandre sweat obviously as you mentioned comes top of mind that dude is tough to move and he is a problem for opposing offensive lines byron Uh, Byron murphy Murphy. Yeah, yeah yeah he showed us a few things last year and his role gets elevated this year with the uh, departures of Coburn and Ajomo. So you feel like he's got an opportunity to make more of an impact this year. Alfred Collins, man. I mean, it's like uh, part of me is tired of talking about him because we've been talking about a breakout season for three years with that guy. Like ever since his true freshman year, we've been like, okay, this is the year it's going to happen and he's going to put it together. Obviously that hasn't happened yet, but you've got him, you've got Vernon Broughton. There are names and guys who have been, in this system for a few years that the interior of the defensive line, that, that to me should be the strength of this defense. Yeah, it should be, man. Alfred Collins. I'm hoping for a John Harris type deal where it's like, Hey, for five years, we've talked about what you can be in that last year, senior year, he blows it up because the guy is super talented, but he's got to be more consistent. He's got to be, you know, play in, down in, down out, like, you know, not one of these guys who flashes for one quarter and he's gone. Yep, I agree with that. And then Edge, they obviously got to figure it out. Baron Sorrell, feel like he's going to be one of your starting Edge rushers, but you mentioned your uh, your Westlake guys. And, uh, man, I don't know if you saw this. You probably hate this, but maybe you don't because it involves a player on your favorite NFL team out in San Francisco. Um Christian Jones, the great Christian Jones, who looks like a freaking monster right now. Some pictures of that dude? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I've worked with Christian. Christian is one of the, you know, I, I'm so sick of this. It's like, you know, people will always be like, you know, if I had a kid, I'd want him to be like that. They talk about like you and I. I'm like, you, you don't want your kid. To be like, <laughs> like, trust me. Christian Jones, if I had a kid, I'd want him to be Christian Jones. Wow. Super smart. Like, I mean, Christian Jones is everything that you and I should be. So you want Christian, you want your kid to be 6'6 and 330 pounds and black? Is that, uh, is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
I don't know if that'd make much sense, but I would I would also take that as well. There'd be a lot of questions that people would have, but look, I'm gonna be adopting, okay, BK. Right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he he called Colton Vasek baby Bosa. I heard that. Night. Yeah. And, you know, baby Bosa is already taken by Nick Bosa because like Joey Bosa is the older Bosa and everybody calls Nick Bosa baby Bosa since he's the younger brother. But like Colton Vasek getting that type of love, obviously ridiculously lofty comparisons because we're talking about the reigning defensive player of the year in the NFL. Man, if he could be one tenth of the college player that Bosa was at Ohio State, then all right, you feel like Texas maybe has something there. Yeah, I actually see what Christian's talking about there. And obviously it's projecting, but um I mean, I I think I actually gave that same comp like three years ago on the radio with Burke and Bossick. You know, I mean, I, I was watching every single minute of Westlake during their run and having fun with it. But both those guys, I mean, I remember laughing with Chad. I'm like, you know, Ethan Burke had a Maryland scholarship for lacrosse, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Dude, this guy is – all you got to do is put weight on him. and and But everything is there. I, I see the – I see the Bosa comp because it, it's really about projecting if they put strength and put weight on what they can do with their bend, their athletic ability, and really just their body. Yep, and that's kind of what Christian Jones was talking about, yeah. right? He's like, if he gets in the weight program, puts on some weight, then he's got a chance to more resemble those guys. But it's pretty cool to hear Christian Jones, one of the more established players on the team, one of the leaders of the team, giving a shout-out to a freshman like that. Sounds yeah. like Vasek is uh, coming in and making an impact. A few more shout-outs to you. What's up? Dave saying what's Dave? up. Darren saying what's up. What up, Darren? Yeah. Dude, I, mean, I, I got great feedback. I'm, I don't know if you did, but, I mean, just for the whole really kind of what you put together here. But it, it was cool, like, talking to people and or having people call and, like, dude, I missed you guys. This is going to be great. So, this is a um, great idea on your part. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, uh, uh, one more comment. I want to get your thoughts on this before we maybe shift gears and get to this ESPN article talking about some of the most overrated programs in college football because I know you'll have a few things to say about that. What about this? Wes says the Kool-Aid floating around is suffocating this time of year. Feels like saying 9-3 and three is met with scoffs and negativity, but 9-3 and three would tie Sark's best record ever as a coach. Yeah, we are talk- we are talking about a head coach, KD, and I think Trey and I were talking about this yesterday. Sark has the nickname Seven Win Sark, and it's not because he wins ten or eleven games every year. Like he has not won double digit games as a head coach anywhere. So you feel like with the talent and the experience and the Big Twelve just not being that good, everything is set up for the Longhorns to get there. Should we actually be drinking the burn orange Kool Aid this year? I mean, I, I, I look, it is what it is. Like his numbers are his numbers. Um, yeah, we should. I mean, because I think you and I and Trey and I'll certainly throw Trey in there. Like, we've also been on the other side of that for many of those years being like, guys, I'm not sure this is a nine, ten win team, you know. Um, they should do that this year. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair to be to speculate or to at least wait until you see it, you know, which is why there's still a part of me. I mean, I can be objective about it and like, this is the talent they have. This is the Big 12. They, they should win 10 games. I'll kind of believe it when I see it, though. Yeah. Right? I'm with you. I am with you, man, because I have been hurt too many times. I think that's some of it, too. Like, we're Texas fans. So, I'm like, no, nah, I mean, I'll believe it when I really fucking see it. Yep. 
thousand percent. All right, keep those comments coming. We appreciate the love. Before we shift gears, let's give some love to some of our sponsors. KD, you know about AV Consultations very yep. well. Tom McKay hooked you up at your place. He's hooked me up a thousand different times, and he's going to have to do it again because I'm moving back to Austin. You know this, but the uh, official announcement came out, I think, uh, I think maybe two weeks. Okay. So hopefully next weekend, not this coming weekend, like four days from now, but uh, the following weekend, that's the early target date for uh, my return to the ATX. So obviously we'll get together a bunch, but yeah, I'm going to have to call AV consultations again and and get hooked up and they will hook me up because they do a great job, Kevin, obviously of giving people the TV setups that they want at their own homes or places to live. Yeah, no, I mean, they do a great job. Um, I've talked to so many different people that have had AV over and they're like, dude, these guys are such professionals. And then they also talk to Tom. They're like, he's pretty funny too. Yep. Yeah, he is. He is something else. You'll enjoy a conversation with Tom if, uh, if nothing else. But yeah, he'll give you that TV setup that you've always wanted in the comfort of your own home. Just give him a call, 512-255-8678 or check him out online at avconsultations.com. Also, a shout out to the Altstadt Brewery and Altstadt Beer, the best beer that you can find all throughout the state of Texas, whether you're in Austin and Houston and Dallas and San Antonio, it does not matter. You can find six packs of Altstadt beer wherever you buy your beer. H-E-B, Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine, Randall's, wherever you go, they've got Altstadt on the shelves. They've got a bunch of different brews, something for every beer drinker out there. There's guaranteed to be one that you are going to love. And I guarantee after one sip, you won't go back to the other beers that you have been drinking in the past. So definitely check out Altstadt beer. No impurities, no regrets. And shout out to 7-Eleven. Shout out Great. to Seven Eleven. Oh, you got your uh, your refill there. Great Gatorade, baby. Great Gatorade. <laughs> I had to go uh, by there last night. Like I'm, mean, I go through go through those left and right. But um, little shout Seven Eleven for that. So yeah, Seven Eleven sponsoring us. Go see our guy Ish. He's at the uh, Monterey Oaks location down south. He'll take care of you. Good friend of ours, big time Longhorn fan. But definitely go to any Seven Eleven. They are your headquarters for cold drinks, hot drinks, snacks, gas, whatever. They got you covered all year round, but especially in the summertime. What, do they have a dispenser? Do you hold it up to the big gulp machine, or do you buy a bottle and then just pour it in your uh, your little mug there? No, I mean, I, I go in there. I mean, I've got my, you know, shout out to Dave uh, and Pluckers. I got my uh, Yeti deal here. But, no, I mean, I I go by there, and, and I, I mean, I could probably get it at H-E-B or somewhere else, but, like, it's good price, 7-Eleven. It's right near me. I know the guys that work there, and I – Every time I walk in, they're like, you know, four great Gatorades. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, they put the convenient in convenience store, don't they? Yeah. Hey, hey, what's your favorite? Um, what's your favorite Gatorade? Do you have one? You go to Lemon Lime because, like, I mean, I I've been stuck on grape. There is like a what is it? It's like a fruit punch or strawberry strawberry something that I'll get, but I I can never really find it. Yeah, they've got a bunch of new shit out there that I don't love. So I just stick to the old school. The lemon lime, I think, is my number one. Yeah. Uh, Glacier Freeze, which is one of the blue ones, is uh, is up there. And grape, I'm with you on grape. Like, that's that's probably my top three right there. Lemon lime, Glacier Freeze, and then the grape. I don't think you can go wrong with any of those. I'm a sucker for grape, man. Whether it's Big League Chew, Gatorade, Popsicles, like, I mean, I, grape is usually kind of where I go. When's the last time you've had Big League Chew? I haven't thought about that in years. Way, way too long. Like, I mean, I, I need to go to 7-Eleven after this and go get some Big League Chew. 
And that was the best minute of our lives as kids, like when oh. the big league chew actually had flavor, because it lost that shit literally sixty seconds after you right put it away. in. Yeah, right but the, just the explosion. Uh, this, this sounds, you know, weird, but the explosion in your mouth that you got from the big league chew right when you put it in there. Yeah, sounds even worse now. Uh, that was uh, that was pretty special, man. You can't you can't replicate that. Like only big league chew can provide all of that in just that amount of time. Do you remember bubble tape? Oh yeah. Wow, hadn't thought about that in forever too. The first time I really like learned how to actually like you know pack a snuff. <laughs> yeah, had the same effect, right? Yeah, yeah, no, and then I would finish it out with like a candy cigarette, you know. Yeah, were you one of those kids? Like, I, I don't know if you snuffed as a kid when you were playing baseball, but did you just no. grab like either a bunch of gum or a bunch of sunflower seeds and try to make it look like you were a big leaguer? Yep, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, I I didn't snuff when I was a kid. I snuffed in college. Um, don't do that kids. And th that is so hard to quit. Like, I mean, that, that's a bitch, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I used to bubble tape, big league chew, sunflower seeds, you know, I did everything I could to not get mouth cancer, but look like a big leaguer. Yep. Yep. That was uh, the only aspect of my game that resembled a big leaguer is yeah, uh, well, mine too. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man. Yes. Now, uh, I look like Lenny Dykstra in my mouth, but everything about my skill set was not Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> oh man what about the old hubba bubba oh hubba bubba whoa what's going on over there i don't know is that your phone is that your readers you just break another pair of readers no it's my my chair oh no yeah we're all good oh man that's uh that is great all right yeah keep the comments coming people are saying cucumber gatorade Someone said, Des Ooh. says it's really good. And then Dave comes back and says it's actually awful. So I don't like cucumbers. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think I'm going to try that one. Sorry, Des. Well, I guess you're welcome, Des. That means you can buy all the cucumber Gatorade you want. You yeah. don't have to worry about me or Kevin since he buys four at a time. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not buying cucumber. Trust me. Find it out. All right. Before, I don't think you've seen this list yet, KD. No, but ESPN, I think it's Adam Rittenberg, who uh, does a good job writing for the four letter network. He put together an article titled ranking college football's biggest underachievers. And I don't think this is like an all time list. So we'll keep it recent and then we'll get to the all time conversation because you're obviously an encyclopedia when it comes to college football history. But let's say in the last 10, 15 years, if I uh, if I were to ask you to maybe guess some of the teams on this list of the biggest underachievers in college football, who would you guess? Texas and Texas A&M. Yeah, great call. Those yeah. are uh, those are two of the top three on this list. And A&M is actually in a tier of its own. So Rittenberg literally tiers these teams into different groups and sort of gives descriptions about why each team falls into the tier that they fall in. But A&M is number one on this list as the wow. most disappointing team in college football, they talk about, you know, their 2020 season where, hey, they only lost one game. Obviously, it was that Fugazi shortened COVID season, but they had a great year. They ended up in the top five in the postseason poll. They won that bowl game against Mac Brown in North Carolina. It felt like they had things going in the right direction. They had that historically good recruiting class that they brought in right after that. But obviously, an underwhelming 2021 and then a disastrous 2022 where they didn't even make a bowl game. Yeah, I mean, boy, 
we're talking about Sark, and look, Sark has a lot in front of him, and Sark does need to win nine, ten games this year. Man, Jimbo, this is going to be like uh, I can't wait to watch this year, especially with Jimbo. But then all of a sudden, you bring in Bobby Petrino. Like, how much is he going to actually give him? Is this going to be your show or my show? Um, no, I mean, they're in a spot where I don't think they get rid of him this year. But, man, Jimbo's got more pressure than Sark does, and that says a lot. I think you're right. And I wonder, look, I wonder if the Aggies would have made a move on Jimbo this offseason if the buyout wasn't 90-plus million dollars. Right. Uh, right. After next year, it's still over 75 mil, KD. So you, you think A&M can print money. Uh, they're close to Texas when it comes to just financial yeah. resources, but – Still, that is a shit ton of money, dude. We're talking about $77 million all guaranteed to pay a coach to not leave. I mean, could that basically guarantee that Jimbo's there for at least two years, almost regardless of what happens this year? Yeah, I mean, unless he unless he goes like two, two and nine or two and ten. But, I mean, they're not going to do that. And, hell, they, they got the SEC schedule, so they've got, what, four built-in wins. But, yeah, I mean, he, he needs – if he goes seven and five this year, do they fire him, BK? I don't think so, but I think if they go five and seven, I think if they miss a bowl game again, like I don't think it has to be as bad as two and ten or three and nine. I think if they just miss a bowl game this year, then they'll they'll pony up the money and they'll let them go. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I mean, they they don't print money, but they're but they're pretty close, and they've got a ton of money, and they also, um, I mean, I know you've got Aggie friends, like you were, we're going on from nineteen thirty nine, um, like. They want to win a national championship. They want to be relevant. They've got everything in place, the resources and everything in place to be a big-time program, and they just never have been in my lifetime. They really haven't been ever, and I'm not throwing shade at A&M. Those are the facts. Yeah. I mean, that is what it is. Yep. They've done it. They're the most underachieving sports program in college athletics in my lifetime. For, for what they have, they got a fan base that cares. They've got tons of money. They're in the state of Texas. And, you know, they've won six games in Omaha. Um, you know, they had a run with AC Law, and the football program hadn't done shit in my life. I mean, yeah. they were good with RC Slogan, but even then, I mean, the best AM football team I've ever seen was 1994. And they lost to Notre Dame 24-21 in the Cotton Bowl. Like, I mean, that you know they just have not and when i'll have real conversation with aggie friends of mine i'll be like hey you know um like it is what it is and they almost like look around they're like yeah we we haven't done what we should have done i'm like yeah no shit you haven't you know um but they don't like to say it publicly but privately they're like yeah it's 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 embarrassing and we should be doing more and by the way texas is that to some degree too but they've also won two three baseball championships in my lifetime, one football championship, you know, basketball has gotten a hell of a lot better, but we still feel like Texas fans. We left a lot on the table, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Texas is on this list as well of underachieving programs, but uh, there are at least times in our lifetimes that we can point to, to say, no, Texas actually did what it was supposed to do in sports. And for A&M, you're right. My lifetime, your lifetime. I mean, this has been decades of them just perennially underachieving. And it's not yeah. just football. It goes beyond all sports, but obviously football is the big moneymaker. That's the one you use the word desperate. They're most desperate to get that one right. And I did find this interesting, KD, because this article from Rittenberg actually mentions a couple of potential replacement candidates for Jimbo Fisher. 
talking about Sonny Dykes at TCU and also talking about Jeff Trailer at UTSA. Would yeah, either yeah. would either of those guys, and this is you know years down the road, and maybe Aggie fans don't even want to think about something like this, but uh, either of those guys would they instill some fear that hey maybe they can finally be the guy that wakes A and M up and has them doing what they're probably supposed to be doing? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Trailer obviously with his connections uh, around the state of Texas would be that would scare me a little bit. And Sonny Dykes is a damn good coach. Sonny Dykes is a lot better coach than, than, than I thought he was. Yeah. Yeah. With what he did last year at TCU, it's uh, you got to give him his flowers, man. Incredibly impressive to do that in any year, but to do that in year one, uh, that was, uh, that was legit. So yeah, I think of Jeff trailer and I'm like the, I think of the Joey McGuire thing at Texas tech. Yep, exactly. And obviously they haven't done a ton, but look, last year they beat Texas and OU for the first time in school history. They're recruiting very well. Uh, they're ranked in the coaches poll top 25, which, yeah, it's a preseason poll, but shit, the, uh, the vibes right now in Lubbock are pretty good. And obviously Jeff trailer has a lot of those same things that McGuire had with those connections across the state that you were talking about. That's exactly what I was thinking about when you mentioned trailer. I'm like, that's Joe McGuire. That's what McGuire's doing at Texas tech. Hey, how much with TCU? How much of this was Riley? Who's now at Clemson with Cade Klubnick. That's a great question. Yeah, I don't know if it's <laughs> Riley. I don't know how much of it was Duggan, who, funny enough, didn't even start right, the right. year as the starter last year. Yeah, uh, I mean, they lost Kendra Miller, their top running back. They lost Quentin Johnston, their top receiver. They lost their best defensive players. Like, it's it, it's going to be tough. I, I think we all expect TCU to take a pretty decent size step back this year. It might be tough to pinpoint exactly how much blame that we put on each part of what's leaving because, yeah, player-wise and coach-wise, they lost a ton. They did. That was my niece's senior year at TCU. Oh. I was like, so she's going to all the playoff games, doing everything. She's like, this is awesome. I'm like, I was happy for her. My sister works there. So I root for TCU when they're not playing Texas. Yeah. Meanwhile, I got to be excited about going to an Alamo Bowl because that was that was the best <laughs> we did during my four years in Austin. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, all right. So a oh, is in. 02 to 05. That would have been the heyday uh-huh. if you could have gone to Texas. Yep, and I know, I'm sure you do. Final Four, yeah. football championship. You know, mm. I don't think they lost a home game at DKR probably that whole time. Man, yeah, you and I both know people who were at UT during those four years. And oh. uh, I don't like to be jealous. I'm generally not jealous, but I am very envious of people who got to be students during that run because that's as good as it gets. So a and is number one. They're in the top tier. Then you've got this next tier that includes three teams. It's tier two. It's CFP no-show. So I guess this is more focusing on the recent times since the advent of the college football playoff. You've got USC, you've got Miami, and you've got Texas. Do you agree with all three of those teams kind of being in the same category? Look, none of those teams have made it to the college football playoff. USC was close last year. They effed it up in the conference championship game. Texas hasn't been close at all since the playoff came about, and Miami's been just a, a shit show, for lack of a better phrase, really for the last 20 or so years. So those three teams kind of feel accurate behind A&M as a perennial underachievers, at least in recent years. Yeah, I mean, because all three are big brands. And so, you know, I mean, Miami wouldn't – Miami didn't do dick until 79 and, and when Schnellenberger got there. But, you know – we're at 2023 20, now, so we're talking about 40 years of they are a big brand, a big name. And if I, you know, 
if I would have told you in 2001 that Miami was not going to be a college football playoff and they're not in any of them, you'd be like, what? And not only are they not in, they haven't sniffed it, dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, USC has kind of sniffed it. Texas really haven't sniffed it either. But, um, yeah, I mean, th- those three names are big brand names, Texas and USC, more traditional blue bloods. But Miami is – Miami's Miami. Like, I mean – I'm, I'm, I've just been waiting for Miami to get back to kind of at least relevance, you know, because um, yeah. they hadn't been relevant, dude. And that's the craziest thing. I mean, I, I think about the 90s with Florida, Florida State, and Miami. They were like three of the best programs in college football, and all three have kind of had their own little weird, you know, issues. I think Florida State, is, they look like they're kind of coming back. Yeah, yeah. I look. I want Miami to be good because I was a kid the last time Miami was good. But I remember some of just what that fan base was like, and obviously what that program was like when they were firing on all cylinders. And yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it's fun when they've got things rolling. They can be very fun to watch. Now, I hope Miami basketball loses every game from now until eternity. So I'm still not over that bullshit that took place in the Elite Eight. I am <laughs> the Texas baseball team avenge that loss in the Coral Gables Regional. So shout out to uh, the Texas baseball team for coming through in the clutch in that spot. But yeah, Miami football, how about these numbers, Katie? Since 2003, when they shared the Big East Championship, they are 152 and 99 as a program. And since 2009, they have zero top 10 finishes and just three top 25 finishes. Three? Three. That's in the last, what? 13, 14 years since 09. Wow. Three times Miami has finished the year ranked in the top 25 at all. Like as bad as Texas has been, we, we, we've we at least been better than that. Yeah, no, it makes me feel good. You know, I mean, and I, I, I've let my parents down, but not like my sister has, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't mean that a shot at man. You know, that's one of those where it's like, dude, I have not lived up to what I should have, but that is worse than that. I mean, greed, yeah. that's crazy. Yep. Absolutely. And then obviously USC on there too. Uh, they've been close. You feel like they've got a chance with Lincoln Riley. Uh, I feel like Texas has a chance. You feel like both of those programs have the right coaches leading the charge right now. But uh, yeah, that's the CFP no-show tier on this ESPN article. USC's got to get their defense in order, man. Um, and, you know, I thought I, I, I was an Alex Grinch guy going back to Washington State. I mean, I, I was kind of on him early on, and I've been surprised that, you know, I mean, I don't think he, like Kwiatkowski, we talked about him earlier, I don't think he forgot how to coach defense, but it hadn't really been working out for, for him and them. Going back to OU, but certainly at USC. Like, I mean, if their defense gets, it, gets their shit together at least a little bit, they should be in the playoffs. Yeah, I'll be honest. I was terrified when Oklahoma hired Alex Grinch from Wazoo a few years yeah. ago. Like, I thought that marriage. Remember, he was Wazoo, then Ohio right. State for one year. Like, great call. Great call. Yeah, I, I thought Alex Grinch was going to work, and he didn't work in Norman. Uh, Lincoln Riley brought him over to USC to give him a chance to try to fix things out there, and things did not go well in year one. Now, once again, USC. And he's still there, right? Still there. Yeah, a lot of, lot of USC fans wanted him fired, but Lincoln Riley decided to give him a second season out there. So clearly Lincoln believes in what uh, Alex Grinch is selling, but I don't know if anybody else really does because the results just haven't been there at all. And yeah, they uh, made it to the Pac-12 title game. Hard to call that year a complete failure, but they had a chance to make it to the playoff. 
All they had to do was beat Utah, and they got pumped in that game. That wasn't even yeah. close. Yeah. No. Man, Utah, Utah. We, we talk about the programs that haven't lived up to what they should. Utah is like on the flip side of that. If Rittenberg did an article like that, like it's pretty impressive what Utah has done. And you talk about culture and building a culture. We talked about the White Sox yesterday and how shitty their culture is. Man, Utah's built a very impressive culture. Yeah, I'm almost glad that Texas doesn't have to deal with Utah in the Big 12. I'm totally with you. Because they're a pain in the ass, and they are big game hunters, right? They've yeah. beaten some big programs and big games in recent years. And you're right, they seemingly always do more than less. While Texas, as we unfortunately know, has done less with more. Uh, there are six tiers on this article. I'm not reading all six. I'll just read the next three, and then I'll ask yeah. you if there's somebody that you think should be on here that's not on here. The next tier is called Big City Blues. So I guess this is focusing on teams that play in or near major markets that you think, hey, maybe because of that, because of their talent around them, they'd be able to have some success, but they just haven't been able to get it done. You've got UCLA, Maryland, and Arizona State in this bunch. You think uh, those three teams maybe fit the mold for teams that probably should be doing more considering where they are and what their programs could be? I mean, I guess Maryland because the D.C. you know the DC area and there's so much talent there, but Maryland's never been more than shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, so I, I guess I get that a little bit. UCLA is funny. UCLA should be, but UCLA, UCLA is a weird school, man. I actually worked with a kid who was out there who played for them. And I was like, dude, what's going on? Like, why is UCLA, how come they're not living up to what they should? He was like, well, I'll tell you one thing. He's like, the real estate's so expensive there. He was living with three other football players in the same dorm, like room. Like, no, I'm like, no what? like you kidding me? He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, it starts there. And I'm like, oh shit. So UCLA has their own issues, stuff like that that no one knows about. And you're like, I was like, what? Like, you, you're really? He's like, yeah. He's like, you got like four guys and like, you know, he's like, it was a bigger room, but it's still room. God, these guys were on scholarship too? Yes, yes. <laughs> I figured like, all right, if you make the walk-ons do something like that, then screw them. Right. walk-ons. But scholarship players having to do that? Scholarship players. And I was like, all right, you don't need to say anything else. I'm like, I get it now. You know? Yeah, that is that is brutal. Hey, while, while we were talking about Utah, and, and by the way, like I think UCLA is in a separate tier than Maryland and Arizona State. Like I've never viewed those two schools as like sleeping giants or teams – I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm sure their fans want to do more, but I've never viewed them as schools that have to do more. UCLA is one that, like, I've always yeah. felt like should be doing more with what they've got. Totally agree. It's UCLA, but I'm with you on that. I mean, Arizona State, too, uh, you know, Arizona State had a run. Um, you know, they would have weird kind of runs, you know, hot, cold, but mainly cold. Like, no, I mean, Arizona State, Arizona and Arizona State are not one of those where I'm like, they should be great. No, they should be good. Yeah. Agreed with that. What about uh, this question from Jake? Will Utah run the new Big 12? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they're going to run it, but I'm with you. I'm glad we're not playing them. Yeah. You know, that is a physical fucking game when you play against them. And they've got they've got this thing rolling. They've got the culture set up. They've had coaches that have been there forever that aren't seemingly not going anywhere. And they've got the right recipe. So 
Um, I don't know if they run it, but if, if you told me, hey, in the first five years, they win the Big 12 two or three times, I'd buy that. We all know who's going to run the Big 12, though, once Texas and Oklahoma leave, right? Uh, well, it runs through Lubbock, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll tell you it's always run through Lubbock. <laughs> Those Tech fans are something else. Who's going to run it? Fighting Kansas Jayhawks, baby. Oh, God. Kansas football is back. I'm not even sure they ever left. I don't even, I don't even remember them leaving. Yeah, no, I don't Todd Reesing, an 11-win team, was like yesterday, you know? <laughs> yeah, it does. I think Todd Reesing's like 22, 23 years old right now. That, that was pretty out. fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> Reesing, Chase Daniel, and like in Kansas, Missouri, they were like, they were two top five teams, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they had a border war one year that was huge back in 2008 that like determined the spot in the Big 12 title game, and college game day was there for that. That, that is nuts. nuts. And you talk about those two quarterbacks. That was the Big 12 with Colt, with Bradford, and with Graham Harrell, too. You had all five of those guys, like all, you could argue, like legendary college quarterbacks, all of those guys in the same league at the same time. I don't know if the Big 12 was ever better from a QB perspective. No, I, I don't think it was. You're right. I forgot about those guys, obviously. But no, the Big 12 was, you know, the Big 12 is one of those that I, I never felt like it got the love nationally it probably deserved. The Big 12 was a pretty good fucking conference when it was really rolling. Yep, agreed, 1,000%. Hey, shout out to all of y'all for all of the love. Thank you very much, JSDTX, for the support. And, uh, yeah, please support our advertisers as well. I want to give some shout-outs to a few more of those right now. Sentex Tickets. You see their logo on the bottom left portion of your screen sentextickets.com they've got tickets to every sporting event that your heart desires if you want to catch longhorn games this year in person at dkr you can buy your tickets from sentextickets.com if you're an aggie fan you want to watch a game at kyle field they've got you covered tech fan it doesn't matter any college game any pro game any sport they're the place to go to buy your tickets all of their tickets are 100 guaranteed they're easy to buy online they've got great pricing super easy to use you don't have to worry about scalpers or anything when you're outside the arena it is so simple to use. Check them out online at SyntexTickets.com. And shout out to our buddy Brandon Mars over there at Top Gun Lawn and Equipment Rentals. If you've got something you need to get done, whether it's a, a small project at your place or a huge construction job, go see our friends at Top Gun Lawn and Equipment Rentals. They've got a massive selection of rental equipment for everything that you need, including some of the biggest brands like Steel, Toro, Hustler, Walker, DeWalt, and more. They are Austin's number one source for all of your equipment rentals, sales, and supplies. And it's been that way since 1996. They've got two Austin area locations, one in Anderson Square and the other one on South First Street. Check them out online as well at topgun.net. They will shoot you straight. Hey, you know, Uh, I'm on the gram here, brother. You can put my gram up there. You're on Instagram? Of course I. Okay, this is this is the biggest surprise. This channel's only existed for like two days, but this is by far and away the biggest surprise that anybody has revealed so far. You, Kevin Dunn, have an Instagram account. Yeah, I had to with obviously with what I've been doing. Um, you know, kids are on there, so uh, that's not a weird. Yeah, but like <laughs> I've got clients that are on there, so yes, I'm on Instagram. Wow, what uh, what is your Instagram so the great people listening can uh, follow you? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> now that is not surprising at all. You having an IG 
Very surprising. You not knowing what the hell your account is, the least surprising thing to anybody <laughs> who has followed your career over the last couple of decades. That is fantastic. Uh, let's see. Here. I don't even know if I follow you. I don't know if you follow me. I don't even know this thing existed. Yeah. I mean, I only, I pretty much just stalk people on it. There you go. So you don't post too much, do you? No. Kevin Dunn, 909. Kevin Dunn, 909. Oh, look at no, you. No picture, no post, nothing. Oh, looks like I do follow you. You must have like hacked my phone and followed yourself or something <laughs> like that. I don't remember this at all. Been, uh, yeah, look at that. 64 followers. All right. Yeah. See if we can uh, see if we can double that number from uh, from all of the people watching right now because you've got riveting content on there clearly. You know, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm destroying <laughs> it. By the way, this really is a scary time for like serial killers, or sociopaths. They've got a lot of different avenues to be able to stalk people. Oh yeah, it's a yeah scary time for all of us, right? Like an easier time yeah. for them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, usually I, on that stuff was more about clients, but yeah, there've been times where I've noticed like, you know, you're on Twitter or on, on the gram and, um, and I'm like, you know what? Like I shouldn't be like stalking this person and not stalking, but like some chick and you type in her name and I'm like, you know what? Like this feels weird. Like I shouldn't even be looking at your pictures here. Dude, you're just like everyone else. Like I, I, I had know. That- I have that same I feel feeling bad about it. Like I, 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 I've like, you know, there's a little bit of guilt where I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. That feeling that you've had maybe a couple of times. I have it about 40 times a day. <laughs> that, that is why I use Instagram, man. I, someone tells me about a girl or I meet a girl and I look her up and then I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We can make this work. And I'm like, yeah, oh, God, this is, this is the internet. I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to see this person in my life. Yeah. Um, but I'll be like five minutes in and I'm looking at pictures and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, you know. yeah. I, I, so, so I keep looking. Yeah, we're men. This, that, that's yeah. what we do. Yeah, and, no, and women not. are probably doing that as well. They are. They're 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 usually more suave about it. Yeah, that is very true. All right, uh, we talked. Trey and I talked about this earlier today. KD Trey called this a top five moment for him at DKR. So I wanted to see if you remember this moment. We've got some video as a callback to maybe refresh your memory. This took place at DKR back in 2012. Texas was taking on Baylor. And uh, there's a specific reason why we're bringing this thing up and talking about it today. But I wonder if you remember this thing. lead now for Texas. Among those in the huge crowd, the actress Natalie Corbin filming a movie here in Austin. You can see shooting some scenes, we are told, here tonight. Is that the actor? I don't know. Danny Bonaducci. Don't know who he is, but he's a lucky fellow. I can tell you that. <laughs> Nick Rose kicks off. Antoine Goodley brings it out. Up the numbers to the 21-yard line. Duke Thomas made another tackle. Apparently, Natalie is a Texas fan. See if Texas can adjust now. Again, you can't panic. And- Mm, yeah, I, I had to adjust something after seeing that. I wasn't too focused on what Texas was adjusting on the field. But you remember that? Natalie Portman making her way to DKR and, and the national TV cameras. I do. I do. What, what a smoke show. She went to like Harvard too, didn't she? Something like that. She's smart as hell. 
Yeah, she's got to be with looks like that and a brain like that. She's got to be one big fucking bitch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I'm just guessing, you know. I mean, I have no, no idea. She may end up being a sweetheart, and if she is, like, all right, she's got everything rolling for her. But uh, yeah, I mean, she's she's a fucking smoke show, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I she's easily one of my favorites. I, I've never seen her. I mean, you know, I don't go to movies. So I've never seen her in a movie. Um, but yeah, she's one of those chicks I'm usually stalking on, on Twitter. <laughs> you and about, uh, 5 million other guys. Exactly. I'm, I'm not alone on that one. Yeah. Hey, she's one of our finest. Uh, so you're welcome for that one. She represents hey. the tribe incredibly well, doesn't she? What, what's like, what movie has she been in? Oh God. That I would maybe know. We are like the two worst movie people in the world, and here we are on a podcast. We might have to ask our uh, commenters to help us out with that deal. Yeah, because I've, I've, I've never seen her in a movie, but I've seen her on shit like that. I'm just like, oh, my God. Then I found out she went to Harvard. I'm like, wow, talk about talk about way, way, way out of my fucking league. Yeah, Black Swan. She's in Thor. She's in – oh, boy. Never heard of those. V for Vendetta, Closer. I guess she's in Star Wars, some of those. Yeah, okay. No, so I, I, I didn't see Star Wars, but I saw her, you know, I saw some some commercial about it, whatever, or some, you know, Access Hollywood. And I'm like, you know, it's one of those, like, I don't even care about the movie, but, like, she's on for five minutes. And I'm like, okay, I'll go ahead and tune in here. Yeah, I'm tuned in for that for sure. So the reason why... We uh, are replaying that today. Well, number one, it's Natalie Portman. I don't know if we really need a reason besides that. Don't but need one. She uh, she was married, KD, for nearly 12 years. Damn. And her husband apparently was having an affair with a climate activist. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's uh, – if you never got into radio, I know that's the job that you would have done, right? A climate uh, activist? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm too lazy to be an activist about anything. Yeah, that does require you like leaving your place uh, more than once a day, which I know you're not, not, not happening at all. Not <laughs> happening. So she's back on the market, potentially good news. But I want to screen share you. Let me make sure I have this thing right. I want to screen share the picture of this guy, Natalie Portman, and the 25-year-old climate activist that he cheated on Natalie Portman God, with. God, I hope she's hot, dude. You tell me. You tell me if she is. You tell me if this guy made a made a good business decision by doing what he did. Oh my God! <laughs> Obviously, what? Natalie Portman on the left, and uh, you're fucking kidding me, dude. And the global warming girl on the right. Yeah, no, she she's got to be just a grade A, I mean, world class fucking bitch. Like for for I mean, for him to cheat on her, dude. Even then, it's not worth it. Especially, oh no, it's still not this. worth it. It's still not worth it. Oh, uh, who? What loser? What idiot cheats on Natalie Portman, man? Like with anyone, but especially, ugh. Wow. You got your wow. readers on. Are you seeing this thing okay? Oh no, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Uh, I wish I had my readers off. Actually, um, <laughs> you didn't have to, dude. That's that's crazy. You yep. never know, man. I mean, you, I mean, you never know what what the hell is going on at home. But on the surface, that makes no sense at all. 
And dude, she apparently for a while tried to give him another chance and they like tried to work it out. And she was maybe willing for a while to tough this thing out and like give him a free pass for doing this. But it got to a point, I don't know what caused it to get to this point, but it got somewhere to where they felt like it was irreparable. And uh, apparently Natalie Portman is back on the market. So if you want to slide into the DMs, I know you know that term since you're all over. I know that term. I've got no shot. All right. Now's uh well now you do have a shot because she's single. Yeah. And that she's better looking than I am. She's smarter than I am. She's got more money, more successful. Yeah, I I think I'll go ahead and, and pass on that one. And that great profile picture you have, I think uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she's gonna be able to say no to that one. That is a stuff of legend right there. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know if we're gonna get a curse jar going, Daniel. That's the beauty of Texas Sports Unfiltered, is that yeah, we are unfiltered. We don't have the SC, uh, FCC dealing with us. We don't have radio bosses telling us what we can and can't Thank say. God. We can uh we can talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. And we feel like that's going to bring something very entertaining to you guys all of the time. So we appreciate you guys checking this thing out. And yeah, we're gonna have a, a bunch of fun on this channel. Why don't you slide into your DMs? You got the tribe working? Yeah. What should I say? I don't know. Um, I'm Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you want to go to Temple? Oh. Should I, what's up? Yeah. You, you don't think she's gotten that from anyone else before? You think I'm coming up with something original if I hit her with the sup? Sup. <laughs> One of those. A little voice message. Up. I'm Jewish. You're Jewish. I mean, I've no, been in no. movies. You've been in movies. <laughs> when I say I've been in movies, I've just been at the theater watching it, movies. It, 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 it was close. Yeah, it was close. It's in movies. We'll call that in movies. Hey, I, I missed this last night. Not to um, to change topics too much, but I'm going to. What happened with Josh Young? Oh, the Rangers third baseman. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I think it was from the game on Sunday. He fractured his hand. He took like a line drive. He was playing third and he took a line drive that actually hit his glove just in a bad spot to where he didn't even catch it. It hit the ground. He ended up turning it into a double play because the, the Marlins had a couple of guys on base. Yeah. He was fielding just a line drive, hard hit, hit him in the hand. And he kept looking at his hand right after it happened and i'm like oh maybe it's something with the glove you know yeah. he's just mad about that why he dropped it but no like he left the game the next inning and then mris he's got uh well, i think it's a fractured thumb or something is the diagnosis and yeah one of the best players for the rangers and maybe the front runner for rookie of the year in the american yeah. league yeah. is uh on the pine for maybe the rest of the regular season if not longer than that it's a huge loss grew up had ut stuff all in his room, wanted to go to UT. UT got in on him late. Ah, that sounds about right. That's what we do. Lost him to Texas Tech, huh? Yep. And then it, and his younger brother, too, who's a fucking All-American. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, those guys would have helped. Yeah, what is it? Jace? Jace Young is the younger brother? Jace Young, yeah. And I think he was a first-round pick this year, too, wasn't he? Dude, I, I could put together a list of football, basketball, baseball guys that we missed out on. And uh, I mean, I could put an all-American team on every sport of guys we missed. Hell, I mean, how many Heisman Trophy quarterbacks do we miss out on? Yeah. We'll start with Andre Ware. Well, Andre Ware is still so fucking butthurt with UT. 
Like, you ever hear him talk, like, even at Big 12 media days? I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, you want a high school. Like, you're okay, you know? Yeah, it worked out yeah. pretty well not coming here. Yeah, it, it, it's okay. But, like, he's he hates Texas. Mm-hmm. You can still hear his voice. Yeah, I think he's done some stuff on LHN, too, in recent years, hasn't he? Yeah, a little bit. I, I think I worked with him a little bit. Um, and I've definitely met him. He was, I mean, he was a nice guy. Like, yeah. I mean, but when I hear him talk about UT, like, it's still in there. He's really pissed off that they offered him as a, as a DB. Yeah, we we did that a lot. You know, we didn't miss out on the quarterbacks. We just thought they would be better defensive backs. You know, we've yeah. got a long history of, of doing that. And maybe they would have been. We don't know. Right. Maybe, maybe Andre Ware would have won two Heismans if he played defensive back. You know, it, uh, all these are very logical thoughts that we're having. I'll tell you oh, what, yeah. that, that's a good yeah. idea for a future episode. Like, it, Obviously, it will upset some people, but if you want to get that list together, you yeah. and I can record an episode of maybe going yeah. down that awful trip down memory lane to uh, talk about the guys that we missed. Oh, God. I mean, I'll, I'll go with Lance Berkman, Jose Cruz Jr., because Darren said he didn't have quick enough hands. Mm. Like, I mean, I, I can put together a list that will really make all of us cry. <laughs> That's what I'm uh, good at. That would be my, that would be my line to Natalie Portman. I can make you cry. It's good. Yeah. I'll bring out the wine and a pint of ice cream for, uh, for <laughs> that. Just, just to have the tears ready to roll. Oh man. Another shout out to a, a couple more sponsors. Relax the back. Check them out. Two Austin area locations. If you're having back pain, uh, Trey's been dealing with this. Bucky's been dealing with this. Katie, you and I have talked about this before. If you've got back pain, go check these guys out. They've got yep. everything. Massage chairs, office chairs, recliners, mattresses, anything that is going to make your back pain a thing of the past. You can find at Relax the Back. They've got a website as well, relaxtheback.com. Once again, two Austin area locations, one at 183 and 360 next to Whole Foods, the other at the Hill Country Galleria. Jason Caldwell runs the show at both of those spots. He is great people. They are always going to give you first-class service every time you walk in there. So go see our friends at Relax the Back. And also, Woods Comfort Systems. If your AC is not working the way that it should, and you'll know at this time of the year, reach out to our friends at Woods Comfort Systems. They've been around for six decades providing top quality HVAC services and plumbing as well. They can handle AC maintenance, repair, and installation. If you just are moving or if you just need a completely new system, they will take care of you. WoodsComfortSystems.com is the website. Their phone number is 512-842-5066. Woods Comfort Systems, where comfort is our middle name. All right, KD, we're coming up on an hour, brother. This has uh, been a ton of fun, man. Appreciate you filling in over these last two days, and we are yeah. super pumped to have you as a big part of this channel going forward. I'm super pumped to be a part of it. Um, it's been cool. I appreciate everyone who's reached out to. It's been like, hey, it's been great to hear y'all. Um, I know for us, it's also cool when they reach out because, you know, y'all missed us, but we missed you too. I mean, part of, like, what was so great about doing radio was – you felt so connected to the city and different people and you got to meet a lot of different people. I mean, it's, it changed my life in so many great ways. And so I'm still, you know, still in contact with a lot of those people, but there's a lot of people that have been reaching out here and it's, um, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Incredibly well said, brother. I feel the same way. And big part of why I'm excited to get back to Austin is to get to see 
uh, some more of those people that you were talking yeah. about moving forward. So it's been a, a ton of fun so far. We're only two days in, but we feel great about this thing and uh, we're excited to get rolling. So please like this video, please subscribe if you haven't yet, and please continue to spread the word about what we've got going on right here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. Maybe we can get KD a, a reader sponsorship so he doesn't have to pay <laughs> 11 bucks for all of those broken pairs that he's got at his place right Dude, now. I'm, I, I, I'm such a cheapskate. I mean, I have enough, you know, certainly not loaded, but I have enough money to go get real glasses. But like, I just, you know, there's just a part of me. I'm just like, no, like 11 bucks at Walgreens. Why not? Yeah, you're doing the right thing. If you break them as often as you say you break them, then there's, yeah. there's just no point. Right. There's, there's just no point. Um, although I, I'd also say if I actually invested a little bit of money, um, you know, part of the reason they're breaking so much is they're also $11. Fair. Very fair. All right. Well, God, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that shit yet. I, I dread the day. I know it's coming, but I'm it's enjoying coming. not having to deal with it. All right, you remember, you I was on the radio and like I was having headaches. Yeah. Like serious headaches. And like, it's, I just didn't believe that I actually needed glasses. And, you know, I, I go in to go see the uh, eye doctor and he's like, yeah, he's like, you need glasses. I'm like, what? But I'm so young. He's like, you're really not, man. You're really not. <laughs> I also got LASIK. It's sharp vision. I thought this takes care of everything. Well, until so I have 2015, but for reading, you know, yeah. I'm blind as a bat now. Hand in the ass. All right. You're the man, brother. Appreciate you. Bye, guys. That's going to do it for us. Thank y'all so much for watching. Until next time, y'all stay safe and hook them.